Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, a place where you can learn how to use digital and social media to drive your business and personal brand. And now your hosts, A. Lee Judge and Dante Carter. Once again, welcome to the Business of Content Podcast, where we talk about content creation and how to use it to connect with your audience. I'm A. Lee Judge. And I'm Dante Carter. And on today's show, we have a special guest. We're going to be talking about creating content. Now, before you create the content, our special guest today, Bruce Shear, wants to tell you about how or his concept of having a solid theme before creating that content. So, Bruce, tell us about yourself and uh, about this theme. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Lee and Dante, for having me on the show. Just delighted to be here. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you bet. So I'm Bruce Shear. I'd like to call myself the Chief Conversation Officer for SalesConversation.com. So we exist to help organizations and sellers up-level their selling conversations. So that has to do with content marketing, that has to do with sales messaging, but it all comes together in the magic moments of those selling conversations. So my firm's really trying to specialize and focus right there. You know, what are people saying? What are they showing? What are the words on the page? You know, what's carrying that conversation? So the topic that you, you guys and I were talking about was just this whole notion of having a big idea, a big idea theme. So I'd love to push into that with you guys. Okay, let's do it. So we talked a few days ago, Bruce, uh, mainly about, you know, when you have a sales staff and they go out into the field to to tell a company's story, they have to have have a good understanding of of the company's theme, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not just the sales staff out telling a story. It's actually the marketing site needs to tell that story as well. And it's just so interesting, uh, Lee. I was just looking at some work by Brent Adamson with the, who wrote the Challenger sale and he's part of Gartner CEB. But, you know, just the whole notion of sales and marketing, you know, there's really a lack of alignment in, in that central story, that central idea, how people carry that throughout that buyer's journey. And very often, a lot of the stuff that marketing's putting out that that's you know fundamentally different, not consistent with some of the things that sellers are are talking about when the, when they have those face to face meetings. So I see, and and I've been in the business here for over twenty five years, but I just see a disconnect very often between marketing and sales, and and fundamentally, I see a disconnect in putting a lot of content out there but not having a strong, central, big idea or a theme. So let's talk about that disconnect, because often that disconnect has to do, if you asked, if you were to ask someone right now in sales, they would typically say it's about their product or their solution, that marketing isn't, isn't providing us the information we need to, to help sell. But I think what you're getting at is something a bit different than straight product and solution type content, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Most sellers and marketers, by the way, you look at most websites and, you know, you're going to see content around, you know, who we are, um, 
you know, what we do, how we do things, what makes us different, you know, all about us type of content you're going to see. And most yeah. sellers show up that way as well. They're like going, Hey, thanks for taking my meeting. Now I want to open up my slide deck and I want to start talking about me. First, I'll talk about my company and show the logos, et cetera. And then I'm going to talk about, you know, our product or solution that I think you're interested in. Uh, if I, and I might even try to upsell you and make a bigger solution, but I'm just talking about me and my stuff. So, you know, for a long time, Lee and Dante, I was running around, you know, just provoking people saying, are you selling stuff? Or are you selling a theme? And uh, Lee, I think I told you a story about uh, a guy, uh, my Uber driver in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Do you want me to retell that story for the audience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us that one. Sure. So, uh, Lee, you know, the story goes and Dante, you know, one morning I get up, I'm going in to serve a client in Boulder and I'm staying outside of Boulder about 20 miles out. I get up and uh, my Uber driver shows up at my hotel and I walk out to a minivan and I'm like, oh, no, my goodness, this is interesting. Uh, it's not the BMW or <laughs> black SUV. It's a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had a suitcase with me. I was packing some gear and, you know, he opens up the back and you know, of course there's a stroller and some kids stuff in there that we have to move to get my stuff in there. <laughs> and then I get in the back of the minivan. And so we're just kind of zipping down the road together. We had quite a bit of a ride. And, um, I was just asking, Hey, you know, what are you up to? And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. I just dropped the kids off at school, but now I'm giving some rides, et cetera. Then I got to do something later on today. And, and, and I asked him, Hey, well, what's your background? What do you, you know, is this, is this it? And he goes, no, you know, I'm kind of in transition. You know, I, I was a marketing manager here and also I've been mm -hmm. a part or I've been a minister and, uh, but now I'm kind of working on a big concept and, and he goes, uh, it's this wonderful food court. And I go, tell me about it. He's like going, oh, Bruce, you know, it's a great place. You know, 57 food trucks that are on rotation, fire pit, yard wow. games, you know, a bunch of kegs and stuff like that. Oh, you got to come check it out. It's, re it's really awesome. I go, oh, OK, well, yeah, we'll see and everything. And, and uh, then I'm, I, he said, what do you do? And I said, well, hey, I'm a sales and marketing consultant. Been doing this for years and I've been testing this idea. Are you selling stuff or a theme? And I said, you're an old marketing guy. Well, what's that mean to you? And so he kind of pauses for a while and then he says, you know, I think I'm doing that. I go, you are hmm. everything you just talked about was a bunch of stuff, you know, 57 trucks on rotation, fire pit, yard games and stuff like that. And I, all I heard is stuff. He goes, yeah, Bruce, but that's not what we're really selling. What we're really trying to create for our, our audience is a backyard party. And I go, whoa, mm -hmm. that sounds kind of cool. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's really great. So backyard party and Bruce, to make this vision, the, 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 this idea come, come up to life, you got to check out our bonfire in the back. It's awesome. We had a custom developed. It's metal. It throws this huge flame. And then, we've, yeah, we've got some yard games back there where people can kind of goof off with that. And I've got a live music stand outside. We set that up. So we got a band going on. And it's, it's really taken off. And I go, sounds totally cool. I'll come check it out tonight. Wow. And so I did, Dante. I showed up that night about 5 o'clock after I was done with my client engagement. And uh, there was one place left outside for me to sit. All the tables were filled. And I asked these women, hey, would you mind if I kind of sit down for a little bit? No, that's 
that's cool. Some old dude. And then they just keep on talking. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I went and got some food and just kind of hung out there and feeling the vibe. And after a while I got up after I was done with my meal, you know, it's probably about five 35, 45 and, and the place was kind of getting packed outside. So I go inside and there was a couch and I went over and sat on this couch, grabbed a beer and just started to continue to watch this place build. And then my Uber driver comes over after a while. He sees me over there. He goes, whoa, Bruce, I can't believe you came. So many people tell me they will and they don't. I go, no, no, no. Hey, I wanted to be here. I wanted to check this out. And he's got his daughter in in tow. He just picked her up from school. (laughs) And he said, oh, yeah, I've been running around. I got to kind of change some of the toilet paper in the bathrooms. I'm getting this band set up. And some guys are having some issues with the cage. We've got to fix that. And so he's just running around being Mr. Handyman. He goes, hey, I'll sit down with you if you don't mind for a minute. And I go, no, please. And uh, and we just had just the the funniest encounter. He, He said, you know, hey, Bruce. When I originally created this business plan, I, I, uh, I predicted we'd sell 57 beers a day. And then we just both started busting up laughing. You know, he's probably doing that every 10 minutes. You know, the place, and this was a Thursday night, and the place was just totally pumping. I, I can't even imagine what it's wow. like on a weekend. Um, so anyways, uh, Bo- uh, in Boulder, Colorado, that, that whole concept, this guy, his big idea, that theme that they were designing the whole experience around was a backyard party. So I love telling that story, guys, just because it kind of breaks it down, makes it, you know, hopefully everybody can understand what a food court's like, but how you could change a a regular little food court, you know, that you could find anywhere out here on the West Coast anyways, turn that into something fundamentally different. Uh, I thought they did a beautiful job on that. And I think there's a huge opportunity in the business, business, business to business world myself and my clients live in. There's a huge opportunity to bring forward a big idea theme just like that. Now, Bruce, you've worked with some pretty large businesses, uh, I guess, from a consulting level. Tell us about some of those businesses and how you would apply this theme. How would you consult them on using a theme to to forward their business or create content or or to sell? Yeah. So, you know, to sell, create content, stuff like that. That's always, you know, downstream to me anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, what's that central Mm -hmm. idea? What's that central theme that we're trying to get across. And, uh, and then after you have that theme, you can build story and, and, you know, build white papers and videos and anything else around that, but you need to have that central, central theme. I could tell you guys a story of a company I was serving Alcatel Lucent, um, and how we built a theme, you know, so they're, at the time, their head of their enterprise business, it was a couple billion dollar business. A gentleman's name was Tom Burns. He just said, hey, we need a new message. We need a new market message. We're getting beat up. You know, sales is suffering. We need a fundamental new message. So my team was brought in to help out in that regard. So after looking at the competition, talking to, uh, you know, all the all the leadership and staff, kind of getting, you know, the word on the street from the analyst community and just doing a, a kind of a 360 type of audit around them. You know, what's the market chatter and what was their chatter? And we found out, oh my goodness, you know, no wonder they need a new message. You know, there's, you know, the sellers are selling 460 products. Marketing's trying to market all those 460 products. They didn't have a central mm-hmm. idea or theme, and it was it was tough sailing uh, at that point in time. So what we did is we we set to work to how do we simplify 
uh, the, the message, the portfolio, and, and bring that around to a theme that's going to be compelling for their target audience. So looking at Alcatel Lucent, you know, steeped into, you know, Lucent Technologies and Alcatel, you know, these guys were masters in the area of communication collaboration technologies. So what we did uh-huh. is we started to think about, you know, what, what's life on the beach look like for their clients? If they were to consume all of Alcatel Lucent's technologies, what, what's that going to look like? You know, what, what, what's Nirvana look like for a client if they really adopted what they had to offer? And when we thought about that and characterized that future state, then we put a label to it and we called it uh, the, the big idea concept. That theme was dynamic enterprise. So if a mm. client, if an enterprise really sharpened their communications and collaboration technologies, and we created a little framework around that where they, you know, they got the right networking in place and network in place. They've got people related communication technologies. They've got process related communication technologies. They have knowledge management types of technologies. So those four pillars, network, people, knowledge, process, if they had all that communication and collaboration technology in place, they could truly be dynamic. They could transform, they could improve experiences, they could do so many different things if they had that communication collaboration glue in place, if you would. So um, that's what we went to market with, you know, talked about a dynamic enterprise. And then we went into the hospitality sector and we talked about dynamic hospitality. Then we uh, went to Lucent Government Services. That was a different entity uh, disjointed from Alcatel Lucent because, you know, to serve the U.S. government, you can't be a foreign enterprise like that. So uh, Lucent Government Services, we talked about dynamic government. So we carried that theme throughout the whole enterprise business. Again, a couple billion dollar business. Make sense? That's that's amazing. It makes perfect sense. And um I just appreciate the the imagery that you bring to this conversation. But I'm a storyteller. And so I want to know more about this concept of the theme. Where where did it come from? When did that apple fall from the tree and, and hit you in the head? And you're like, wow, oh, this is what the marketing world is lacking. Oh, totally. Well, I just see it. I don't know why that hit me on the head. I just see it because I, you know. I, I first asked myself, is an organization, are they provoking me? Are they confusing me? Most organizations confuse their customers, <laughs> you know, throwing a bunch of yeah. stuff type of language at them. Like that guy, that Uber driver did on me. He just started, you know, hitting me with detail after detail and I tuned out. You know, he didn't hit me with backyard party. But most organizations don't do that. And only a few do. And I, I'd, I'd be glad to give a couple of other great examples of this. But Dante, back to your question, the theme, you know, just the dictionary tells me what is a theme? It's the subject matter of a conversation or discussion, the subject matter. And uh, just an example, his letters were always on the theme of love. You know, that, that, that was the focal element, the theme. Uh, Second uh, level of a a definition of theme, a unifying idea that is a recurrent element in literacy or artistic work. Or, of course, in music, you know, it's the melodic subject of a musical composition. We're going to come back to that, that subject, if you would. So the thing that I see missing is just lacking is that subject. And is it compelling? Yeah. And is it differentiating? Does it position the organization correctly? 
And so, you know, building upon what you just said, how would you walking into the door and talking to business owners, how would you apply that model to content and really helping them to get their message out? Well, I'd just say, you know, (laughs) Dante, this has happened to several clients I've worked for. Uh, I've had CMOs say, stop, everyone stop. And uh, I, I actually one one client I was working for, they were acquired by SAP for a couple billion dollars a couple of years ago. That CMO said, "Stop, let's put our our corporate presentation on hold. Let's put some of our content marketing on hold. Let's realign around a central idea around this theme." And I, and I had the honor of leading that charge at that point in time. But you know, with content, you know, I, I see I, I call it Dante a concept called content gone wild. I see that so often, you know, just people just punching out stuff and, and not really having yeah. uh, something purposeful, a theme behind that. So uh, I'd love to give you more ideas for how, you know, because I think all the content is that wood behind that tip of the arrow and that tip of the arrow should be a compelling big idea or theme. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's difficult because in this day and age, you hear so many of these quote unquote thought leaders saying just post, just write, just record a video. And so people don't stop long enough Mm -hmm. to 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 get to the to the subject matter, the theme that you say. Absolutely. And. And it's so, very strategic you know, work just coming well, back, Dante. it's extremely strategic. I'll, I'd like to tell you guys yeah. a story about IBM and one of their themes. I just adore. I thought they really nailed it. It'll change again. But um, but once you have but it, you everything that, can align behind it. And, and it, then it becomes crazy easy to punch out content, you know, self-reinforcing content around that theme. And if you can do that and do that right and it positions you right, man, oh, man, you know, that's the that's the driver of growth not just pushing out your own content or other people's content just for the sake of creating noise. Yeah. Now, Bruce, I definitely want to hear the, the IBM story, mm. but first I want to ask you, you, you mentioned, you know, going into an organization, talking to the CEO and the CEO says, stop everything. Let's, let's get aligned with this theme. So when talking to these organizations, who are typically the ones who have to quote unquote, get it, in order to get an organization in line outside of just perhaps a CMO? Yeah, I was just talking to a client today about this. You know, normally I love to start with the leadership team, you know, and I might, one of the catchphrases for salesconversation.com is helping business leaders get their story straight. Cause um, gosh, even this year I was in a workshop with 10 business leaders and I got 10 separate stories <laughs> and that is normal. <laughs> that is so normal. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm typically amazed when that's not the case. Um, Cause that's just natural. And, and you know, when, once you amplify that, you take that out to a whole sales organization, everybody's got their own story and you, you, you know, and that's what marketers, that's one of their biggest nightmares, you know, that lack of consistency around brand and story. But so I like to start with. Have you ever had a chance to see the um, CMO listen to a salesperson's story? Oh, yeah. And watch the CEO's <laughs> face as they tell it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of technologies out there right now that help CMOs hear what's going on and, and, and shudder in their boots, actually. Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. 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 I think I might have told you um, or I don't know if I told you this story, but I was working with a chief commercial officer and he went to a training course with 40 different sellers. 
and they were they were introducing themselves in the company and he heard each seller do that and then he was just absolutely horrified and i was so lucky i i got to have lunch with him and i started telling him about a concept i had called branded sales and, and are your sales reps really carrying the brand of your organization he goes bruce if you could help me with this problem, oh my goodness, uh, you know, I'm just horrified. If you can help me, I will find budget. Do not worry about that. This will be my number one issue. <laughs> and, and we did. We really got after That's it. That's what you want to hear. a lot right of there. fun. Yeah. So tell us about the, uh, the IBM story. Oh, surely. Yeah. So on the IBM front, uh, I don't. I think you guys are aware of Solutions for a Smarter Planet. You know, IBM was rolling with that for mm-hmm. probably four yeah. or five years. And uh, that's one th- key distinction about a big idea. It's different from a purpose statement, if you would, or a brand mission. Uh, a big idea theme, they typically, and from my experience, might hold for 18 months, maybe two plus, two plus years. Um, just like any you know, organization's position, you know, it changes over time. Markets dynamics change, competitive dynamics change, offering dynamics change. So th- this needs to be updated too. Yeah. So IBM was in a bit of an inflection, moving from solutions to a smarter planet to, hey, what's our next big idea? What's our next theme that we want to rally around? And that's where they coined, which I thought was just brilliant, the whole notion, the theme of outthink. So outthink. And and what that would mean, and Dante, I think you were asking me what's the difference between theme and a story. If I would unpack that in the form of a story, I would just say, hey, most organizations, they're trying to transform they're moving through their own aspects of digital transformation and they want to live. They still want to be on the fortune 1000 over time of which, you know, I guess their stats only 25% of the organizations we know today are still going to be alive and around and on that list to, you know, just in in the next few years. So most organizations are really trying to transform and, and not get out Amazon, if you would, in in their particular market space. (laughs) So it's true. Yeah. 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 Lee. So, you know, the, the organizations typically have a couple of choices. They can try to transform and grow organically, you know, and trust their, their staff and people and do the best they can with what they know and, and hopefully they'll be successful. So that's absolutely one path. Or the organization can outthink that particular issue. And what do we mean by outthink? They can... Um, leverage some of our consulting services to kind of do a a solid market analysis and and do some business consulting on this whole issue. They can leverage our analytics capabilities and and business intelligence capabilities to to see patterns and see unidentified market opportunities and grow in those directions. You know, they can leverage, you know, they can lower their cost structure dramatically and be faster to solution to technology capability as part of their digital transformation by, by outsourcing to us with our cloud services. Or, man, oh man, have you guys seen Watson lately? You can outthink to Watson and, and really solve some problems quite quickly. Or you could try to, you know, kind of go at your loan and do that organic thing that you've been doing and, and see how that works out for you. And, uh, you know, so the punchline is, no, 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 you want to outthink. And, yeah. and who better to outthink your issue with than to IBM, who's got all the, you know, kind of full yeah. service capability there to help you, you know, on the fast track to transformational success. So I just loved it. You know, IBM, you know, it's obviously tricky. they were thinking, hey, what are our big bets? You know, big data, 
analytics, cloud consulting services, you know, where our big margins are, those are our big bets. What's a big theme, big idea theme that would sit on top of that. There you go. Outthink. So just a beautiful answer. I think I'm getting clarity now. I'm getting, yeah. Cause it, cause all the, the, the cloud services and things, those, that's your stuff. Absolutely. You just told the story on top of that stuff and all that falls under the theme Outthink. You got it, Dante. Yeah, so we could just keep swinging on back. All our content can be about outthink and, you know, reinforce that. How did we out, how did this customer outthink in the energy sector? How did this customer outthink in the financial services sector? You know, and, you know, so that becomes kind of the theme of those customer success stories, solution stories, you know, what, what have you. And Bruce, I'm, I'm glad we all got a chance to sit down and talk about this because that's one of the things that I see often. It's so easy for folks on LinkedIn, Facebook to get caught up in the and the um, the challenges. Hashtag, uh, you know, tips, 10 tips for 10 days mm-hmm. or whatever. And there's no theme to what they're doing or mm-hmm. why. And so I think you, you provide a lot of clarity of how if there is if there's a theme behind what you're doing, your message really starts to resonate with people. So I really oh, like cool, that. Dante. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah and when and it's I think the theme right. that he's telling also Sorry, when it's constructed, right? Yeah. Now, when it's constructed, right. You're right. Yeah. I, I was just saying, I think that as we were trying to describe to you, Bruce, what our target audience is for this show, it, it ranges very mm-hmm. widely, but yeah. I think that message of theme can apply from the small business to the corporation, from the startup to the the CEO, CMO of a large organization. They have to get that theme right before anything else gets started. Oh, absolutely. And and we could even take it down to an individual level. And that's how I always like to acid test any of these fanciful ideas. Does Does it even carry all the way down to the individual? And you and I the other day were like saying, hey, if you're on LinkedIn, okay, you can like somebody's post and maybe you get a little brownie point for that. Uh, or you could offer, you know, Hey, good job on that post, you know, a little attaboy, maybe, maybe that'll up, up the ranks a little bit and get you noticed a little bit more, or you could enter with uh, a point of view and, and there's an idea, a central idea around that point of view. You do that and it's provocative and interesting. Oh boy. Now you start getting noted as a, you know, th- subject matter expert or thought leader or other, other types of expressions of, of expertise. And that builds your credibility, your own personal brand as well. So it can, this can go all the way down to the individual level. Absolutely. So as we wrap it up, we've got a few minutes left here. Bruce, can you give us maybe two or three things that an organization should do to start uh, mapping out their theme? Uh, at an organizational level, you know, what, what I typically do, we do with our clients is we'll, we'll do a market scan and just say, hey, Who's in our cons- competitive domain uh, and what, what's the market chatter? What's the noise? So we look across all the different competitors and what are they saying? And if they, if they had a theme or an idea, what would it be? Because many of them don't, like we said. But, you know, it, it, after looking over all their content marketing and everything else, does a theme emerge that they could be talking about? So I like to do that and say, hey, what are the themes? What are the ideas that are already out in, in, in our market space? And what are the an- analysts harping on? Do they have a theme? So understand that Mm -hmm. and then start to bring that forward, you know, Hey, what are we all about? What are we good at? You know, what, what's our uniqueness? What's our, our value that we're trying to create and get it, getting an awesome handle on that. 
and then bring leaders together. Uh, and they don't have to be leader by title, but you know, hopefully leader by thought. And we'll come together and we'll ideate yeah. and figure out, okay, what, what could, you know, here's the big, ugly situation, the big, ugly problem we're trying to solve for customers. Here's what our solution capabilities look like today. And, and two years from today, here's what we're building towards. What would be a big idea theme that we could hang on top of that? Something that would be, you know, really compelling and interesting and hopefully addressing something that our clients don't really see a blind spot. And then we push into mm -hmm. that, you know, what, what is, you know, what, what's everybody not seeing just yet? And can we label, can we label that and put, you know, like out think nobody had really seen that's distilled that way. So, you know, can we put a label there or an expression and have that be our theme? So it's an ideation exercise. Then you go out Excellent. and test it with your target audience, uh, both the analyst community, customers, strategic partners, make sure it resonates and then lock and load and, and ride that train for a couple of years. So, so Bruce, if uh, we have a client, if, if a client comes to Dante for PR or comes to me for content and we realize that their theme is a total <laughs> mess, we want them to contact you. So how can they oh, okay. find you? Or, yeah, guys, they'll contact you as well now that you've seen the light, now that you see it's missing. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the way to reach me, I, I love working on these types of problems. That's kind of why I get up in the morning. I, you know, I, again, I'm loving trying to help people have better selling conversations, both online and offline, if you would. But the way to reach me, I'm at www.salesconversation.com. I'm also one of the consulting principals for DSG Consulting. So you'll many, many enterprise clients see me uh, with that brand, if you would, with that partnership. And then also I've got my podcast. So if they want to kind of, you know, lean in and learn more about having better selling conversations, they can go to the sales conversation podcast.com where we're featuring a Lee judge actually in one of our recent episodes. All right. Well, thanks again, Bruce. Anything Dante? I think Bruce hit it on head. So All well, right. thank you guys. We'll yeah, talk to you soon. Bruce. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks again. Once again, I'm A. Lee Judge. And I'm Dante Carter. You guys can find me on, hey, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I have a website, www.cartermediagroup.net. Keep following me. You can follow Lee, A. Lee Judge, on LinkedIn. And also the website for Content Monsters, content, M-O-N-S-T-A, contentmonster.com. Check us out there. Also, be sure to vote up the podcast wherever you listen to it at, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you find it. And check us next week. Adios. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Business of Content podcast brought to you by ContentMonster.com and Carter Media. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give it five stars and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.